0: So if you'll join me. Lord, we just come to you now. And once again, we thank you so much for the privilege that we have to just read and study your word. We thank you for the book of Ruth and for the example that she gives us with her character, God, and the redemption, the story of redemption that we can see through this book. We thank you so much. I thank you for each lady here. I pray that you just be with them tonight. God, speak to their hearts exactly what you want them to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, guys, I have something I want you to see. This I was going to watch, show this last time, but I totally spaced it out. But I want you to see, this is a rap that an author who wrote a book about Ruth. Her name is Liz Curtis Higgins. Higgins, Higgins. Oh, now I can't think of how to say her last name. But anyway, it's pretty hilarious, so I just want you to see it. Ready?
1: Let's rock this thing. <laughs> kids. My name is Lizzie. It's time to get busy. Turn to rude one blood and we'll rap till she's done. <laughs> <laughs> they only had a rude, needed more food. Went to Moab, they fled, and He ended up dead. And her sons died too. What's a mother to do? Their wives were both heathen, but at least they were breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Naomi started pining Pretty soon, she was whining. We've been there, baby, and I don't mean maybe. The women hit the road, their grief a heavy load. We before would turn back, loyal Ruth stayed on track. I'm with you, said Ruth, and with God, that's the truth. Naomi's words spent, back to Bethlehem they went. Ring-a-ring-a-ring-a-ring-a-ring-a-ring-a-ring. The said the sisters, and without their misters, a decade full of sorrow still there's hope for tomorrow. You may call me be better, but she ain't no quitter, not with Ruth beside her and the Lord to guide her. Ruth went to clean barley, didn't ride no hurry. She walked the whole way and worked the whole day. And nobles came along, both wealthy and strong. Whose lady is she? Is she married? Wondered he. Now listen, my daughter, you can drink mild water. And as close as you can, watch those men. Righteous Ruth bowed down with her face to the ground. What mercy she did cry, but I can't imagine why. You're a stand-up, holy, taking care of Naomi. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just try and rhyme, Naomi. <laughs> May you, Father, rich reward, stay close to the Lord. Sit with me, he said at dinner. Well, oh, as knew he had a winner. <laughs> Without Forget the pantyhose. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have pantyhose back then, you know. <laughs> Ruth headed out the door, bound for the threshing floor. She watched and she waited while her breath. When the deal was said and done, was well, a two to one. When Ruby his missus, he showered her with kisses. When he cried over bed, she was glad they were wed. <laughs> while the men shouted glory, you fit right into our story. Then the women named the child. Don't you know Naomi smiled? It was a happy ever after filled with pain. and laughter stood the lengthy test of time and survived by crazy ride girls still got it, which is why I taught it. If you like what you heard, you will find it in the world. God spread this whole jam between judges and first Sam. As for now, it's a wrap. Go ahead. You can clap. So that was the whole story of Ruth right there. <laughs>
0: oh, Yeah. (laughs) Now, after we get done studying Ruth, you might want to watch it again because then you can get all of the story. Um, We're going to take an offering like we did last week, guys. Remember, I told you that normally we charge like 10 bucks for Bible studies, help paper. Oh. Sorry, I was squeezing the microphone. I keep forgetting that. Um, We're going to take an offering tonight again. we use the church donations, states, to help us pay for uh, childcare. And there's people who are single moms who, um, you know, need their children to come to childcare, so we're going to go ahead and do that. And so, as we do that, if you don't mind, we're just going to pass it around. And I'm going to go ahead and have Michelle come up, and we'll get started. Woo! <laughs> After all we've got to hold
2: on. Hi, ladies. You guys
3: tonight. Can you all rap? Wasn't that good? I thought that was pretty good.
2: No? You can't rap? Oh. oh, what is
3: that? Okay, my
2: teaching will be in three minutes. There's lots of stuff back there. Thank you everyone who participated to bring food. Yay. Yummy! Yeah, there is veggie sticks, so if you want vegetables, you can have your veggie sticks.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so ladies, how many of you have a hard time studying the Word? I struggle, too. I do. I want an answer in plain English, right? I want that big old sign that says, this is the Bible, this is what it says, And this is how it applies to your life. You know, so reading the book of Ruth, right? The first time I read it, I was like, all right, I'm reading about a girl who lost everything. She worked in a field, married a man, and she's related to Jesus. So how does it apply to me today? Right? Am I the only one who ever thought that way? Reading the Bible? And let's not get started with Leviticus. (laughs) <laughs> okay, Not quite sure which animal to use Yes, at times I'm a pretty opinionated But praise the Lord He doesn't leave me there And continues to build my character in Him And in spite of what um, I feel At the end of the day I choose to follow His ways And allow the Holy Spirit to teach me The importance of the Book of Ruth His word is for the church as a whole We know that But it is also for each one of us in a personal and intimate way. And it's our job to give God permission to reveal it to us, what he wants us to know. So as Pastor Gary said in the last couple of weeks, he says, we are disciples in Christ. Which means a follower. What what did he say? He said three things. He said a follower, a learner, learner, and and a friend. All right. In order to know the will of God in my life, it means we have to spend time, right? I have to spend time with him, and part of it is spending time in his word. So let's take it to the Lord and ask him to open our eyes. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we just come to you now. I just thank you, Lord, that um, you teach us, you inspire us, and you show us how to apply your word to our lives. So Holy Spirit, I just pray for your presence to come upon each and every one of us as you show us um, how the book of Ruth um, is written specifically for each one of us, uniquely and fearfully and wonderfully made. And I just pray, Father, that everything that comes out of my mouth will be only from you to their ears and to their heart. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So, the book of Ruth is one of my favorite books. And one of the reasons why it's one of my favorite books is it's named after a woman. Woo! What's the other book named after a woman in the Bible? Esther. Esther. That's right. It's short. It's four chapters, 85 verses. It's even shorter than the book of chapter Psalms chapter 119, which has 176 verses. That's a long day if you're reading
0: really through the Bible.
2: It reveals that the Lord loves the Gentiles. Do you guys all have a PowerPoint little thing? Does everyone have one? If you don't have one, raise your hand and someone will get one for you. But you can change. Matt, you can change the... There we go. I'm going to move this way so you can kind of see it. It reveals the Lord's love to the Gentiles too, right? He wanted to redeem us just as much as he wanted the Jewish people, right? Because... Ruth was a what yes okay guys this is participatory this is a bible study a bible study means you guys have to participate you can ask questions while we're talking you can have comments if you have a comment raise your hand and speak the bible study is not a weekend service amen that's Pastor Gary's job We're here to discover together the book of Ruth together and how it relates to each one of us. And we need to glean from each other as women. I need to glean from you just as much as you need to glean from me, amen? Amen. Amen. All right, it's also a love story done right between Boaz and Ruth. I mean, how cool is that? And it's a love story from me from the Lord, no matter the circumstances, he wants to redeem me and use it for his glory. Amen. Amen? There is so much to teach in this little chapter, and I hope during the time we have, it will inspire you to study his word more passionately and with zeal. But I would like to focus primarily on her character. In spite of her of adversity, obstacles, and circumstances, she was obedient, <laughs> she was humble, She was submissive, loyal, honest, faithful, and was resolved to trust the Lord. Through hardships, her character was revealed through her heart on what she truly believed. So what is character? Anybody know what character is?
1: Say that again? Yeah. Ah, you're already reading it. You can switch it now.
2: Right. It's who you are when no one's looking, right? Ruth revealed who she was when no one was looking. She had lost her husband and was childless, childless, left her family, her side of the family, and lived in a foreign land. Her mother-in-law was depressed and felt the Lord was against her. She must have not been very much fun to be around. <laughs> oh, what was me? I'm Myra what Katrina was talking about, right? I'm bitter. I'm awful. God's against me. But yet, Ruth wanted to be with her, and she wanted to be with God, regardless. So, think about that for a minute. She lost her husband, she left her home, and she's now staying in a foreign place. She also had every reason to be depressed, right? To be sad, to be hopeless. And perhaps, for a time, she was. I mean, come on, let's think about that. She lost a lot. So I think she could be offered some time to actually mourn and grieve, right? Instead of get your pants back up and get on and stop, stuff it, right? So she picked herself up afterwards, and she made a choice. Right? She made a choice to choose God, and she made a choice to go home with her mother-in-law, Naomi. And the character is doing the right thing in spite of what you feel. She may not have wanted to go out into the field and get food, but she did it anyway. She didn't have to be kind and humble and ask permission to pick from that field, but she chose to anyway. She didn't have to do anything except play a victim. In her own circumstance But she chose to believe in God And was guided by him To go out and get food In spite of our circumstances God still will guide us If we let him Are you seeing where I'm getting at? When Where do you think her character came from? Her character wasn't depicted in her circumstance It was depicted in what? Yeah In the Lord, huh? Many have heard the saying that when you get squeezed, right, when you get squeezed, what comes out, right? So when you're pressured in life, what comes out? Are you humble? Are you honest? Are you obedient? Or are you angry? Hostile? Yeah. 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 Sad? Right? Hopeless? She had so many odds against her, right? She was a Moab, as we talked about. She was a product of Lot and his daughters. Let's just think about that for a second. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's some counseling sessions right there. Right? <laughs> she was child. She didn't seem she had any children, so she must have been childless, like she couldn't conceive, right? Because she was married for a long time, for about 10 years. So, and they didn't have birth control back then. So she was unable to have children. Yet people didn't talk about that when they saw her. In verse six, what did it say? It said she was a young woman from Moab who came back with Naomi right? So the people who know you personally, what would they say about you and about your character when you get squeezed? (laughs) I would hope it would be positive most of the time, right? We don't have to be perfect, right? Because there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, right? And we can be confident that he who began to go work in us can carry it on to completion until the grave Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. Philippians 1:6, right? So, um Ruth's character was being talked about in a town that didn't even know who she was. She was humble. One of the characteristics was she was humble. At verse, look at verse 8 through 12. You know, it was really hard to do this Bible study on just chapter two, I have to tell you. I mean, you could take so much out of this chapter. You could talk about so many things the Lord's favor, His plan for you, in spite of the circumstances and the struggles in your life, and that those things can be considered joy. But the Lord really laid on my heart to talk about character. So. I doing this teaching, it was like, okay, are you sure it was for them and not just for me? (laughs) So hopefully you can get what I got out of it. In verses 8 through 12, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation, it said, Boaz went over and said to Ruth, Listen, my daughter, stay right here with us. When you gather grain, don't go to any other fields. Stay right behind the young women working in my field. See which part of the field they are harvesting, and then follow them. I have warned the young men not to treat you roughly. And when you are thirsty, help yourself to water. They have drawn from the well. Ruth fell at his feet and thanked him warmly. What have I done to deserve such kindness, she asked. I'm only a foreigner. Yes. I know, Boaz replied, but I also know about everything you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. I have heard how you left your father and mother in your own land to live among complete strangers. May the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to, take refuge, reward you fully for what you have done. He didn't even know who she was. You know, back in the day, it was mandated, like Katrina was talking about, that the people who were poor could go out to the fields and glean from it, right? And that's picking up grain, and that was a pretty dirty job. And so Boaz coming in, and he spots her out. Now, there must have been more than just three people out there, right? There must have been, like, a couple of dozen, you know, or... I don't know, 50 to 100, it doesn't really say, but there wasn't people who didn't have anything. It was mandated to still provide them food. So it must have been hardships, a lot of hardships. And yet he comes in, says hi to his friends, his his servants, hey, how's it going? And he sees her. You know, think about that. He sees her out of all those people. So her character was shining through. You know, God works in mysterious ways. How? I don't know. There could have been sunlight or whatever, but he looked out. I mean, those fields aren't small, right? They're acres. Have you driven through the Midwest or California, right? And you go through all the fields? I mean, it's long. Okay. Just thought of that. And it is actually written somewhere else, but we'll pass that when we get there.
3: You said people to say interject some. Yes. Interject something? Please. This summer I was studying character, and one of the Greek words for character actually means to uh, etch or engrave deeply. Mm. And it's through that doing the right thing, that doing the right thing, that doing the right thing. That that etching begins to take place. And Amen. that's why good character isn't easily erased, and neither is bad character. That's right. And mm-hmm. so it's so important to make you know, be obedient and do what God asks you to do and make those good choices because that character is getting etched in you even when you think it's not. Amen. It is Amen. and it affects everything, mm-hmm. your lens on life, your perspective, everything. Amen. Mm-hmm. Thanks,
2: Pastor May. See, she's confirming that. Did y'all write that down? <laughs> so have you ever had an act of kindness done to you, and you had no idea why? Yeah. Our family had recently. And when we were told about it, we were like, I was like, why? Why me? I don't deserve that. And the person that told me this was saying our family was chosen because of our family's character. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty humbling. People are watching you when you don't think it. Even when you're having a bad day, people are watching you. You know, when we become saved, saved by Jesus, our life is no longer ours. And the deeper and deeper our walk becomes with the Lord, the more and more I realize my life is not my home. You know, but that is not a sad thing. That is a victory because then that means I don't have to carry that burden because it's not up to me. Right. I heard somebody say recently, obedience is obeying the Lord and leaving the results up to the Lord. So I'm like, I'll obey you, Lord, but you're going to have to figure it out. <laughs> right? I mean, there's some freedom in that. Uh, yeah, you know, know? And for those of you who are married, right, there's some freedom in submitting to your husband, even when you don't want to. Even when he's always wrong <laughs> So it was very humbling just to be rewarded. The Lord's favor is upon us, not because of what we do, but because of who we are. It's not works. We are not saved by works, right? That's in the book of Romans. We're not, no, book of Ephesians. We're not saved by works. His children, we are His children. We are chosen. We are loved by Him. And there is nothing we can earn it to do to earn it. It's a gift. It's a gift. You know, it's not like a wedding gift where you go return it for something else that you want. <laughs> I did. I got a wedding gift. I knew it wasn't to be gifted. I did. I opened it up, and it was a coral, I know it's a bunny trail but I opened it up and it was a coral bath towels. One bath towel, one hand towel) <laughs>
3: I did send him a thank you card. Thank you for
2: your thoughtful gift. So the Lord wants to lavish us with his blessings, not bath towels. Hallelujah. We need to open our hearts and our minds to receive. How many of us say out loud to the Lord that I don't deserve your blessing? I just did. I did do something. And then I was reminded to receive it. So, you know how some of us will pray, for example, Lord, I pray for this job, but I know if I don't get it, it's your will and you'll have something best for me. And then you get the phone call, you don't get the job, and you're like, great.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I have to stay at this other job forever. Right? We get mad, we get You know, we totally are like, why, 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 why? So do our actions reflect our belief? Are we telling the Lord, we trust you, and then we do something totally different? Romans 8.31 says, If God is for you, who can be against you? And Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's masterpiece. He was, has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Plan. E.D. Our character should be built by Jesus. Not our circumstances, not our family of origin, not the world's influence, not our jobs, not the ministries we're involved in, but from our Lord and Savior. Humility, I heard, is grounded in the character of God. I kind of like that. That ties into what Pastor Meg was talking about. It's knowing who we are in Christ. We can't do anything, but with Christ we can do everything. Because he's the one that gives us strength. Right? Hebrews 13, 21. I didn't put that in your note sheet, but you can write that down. He says that he equips us with every good work. So maybe I did. Um for doing his will and works in us what is pleasing to him. He equips us. We don't equip ourselves. He equips us. So Ruth, in spite of her circumstances, she got up, she dusted herself off, went out to the fields to gather food for her and her mother-in-law. She worked all day long, right? She didn't go to a street corner. She didn't rely on other family members bringing her food. She picked green. And she just didn't do it for one day. There were two harvests during that time. There was the barley, which was done April and May, and then there was the wheat, which was done June and July. So that was four months. So she picked for four months. Okay, think about that. Imagine that. You're in a long dress, right? They're not short dresses back then. You have your current, you're picking like this, and you're sticking it in whatever you're carrying, and you're walking like that all day long. Yeah, and they're little. You know, and Boaz was gracious. You know, he talked about leaving some bushels so she didn't have to pick them all by herself, right? But that's tedious work. You know? So when you complain, just sing it that's for me too she showed perseverance she didn't give up she worked and provided food for her family and she gladly did it it doesn't say anywhere in chapter 2 that she grumbled or complained I am certain that she probably thought it (laughs) we can think things it's okay to think things but we shouldn't be acting upon those thoughts Right? Paul talks about holding our thoughts captive and making them obedient to God. You know, it's not a sin to think it. It's a sin to do it. It's just that's not for the will of God. You know, I do walk around sometimes and I'm like, I'm thinking this, Lord. Is that really you? Right? Philippians 4 8 talks about the whatevers, whatever is pure, whatever is excellent, whatever is right, whatever is just, whatever is praiseworthy, to think of those things. That's kind of how I gauge it, my thoughts. <laughs> she showed obedience. After she returned home and told uh, Naomi what happened, Naomi said, Do as he said. She obeyed God. Right? Because she submitted under Naomi and Boaz' direction, too. So she submitted to authority. The entire book.
1: Sorry,
2: sorry, sorry. <laughs> Hello? Yes. Hi, Bible study, where are you? <laughs> so
1: sorry. <laughs> Should we
2: have two hours? <laughs> <That's crazy>. Yeah. <laughs> I, a long time. I, the phones haven't rung in a while. <laughs> <laughs> the entire book demonstrates her obedience to God. You know, one of the things, I don't know, um, everyone has their own disciplines on how they study the Bible. Well, one of the things I was taught was that you read the book, the book of Ruth, in its entirety, then you read it by chapters. Then you pull out the stuff you want to study more. You know, what speaks to you, what the Holy Spirit speaks to you. In the book of Ruth, I've read many times over, and it always, something always is new. Where was that? You know, where was that? And so I just encourage you guys, when you study, Ask the Lord to reveal to you. Show me your ways. Teach me your ways, O Lord. Show me your truth. And I know it's a struggle sometimes. I have a struggle sometimes. I still fall asleep when I read the Bible at night before I go to bed. It's probably why I'm now starting to do it in the morning. More awake and alert. I know that took me a long time. I was kind of really in defiance about that. When people would say, Can you do that? I don't get up in the (laughs) morning. She showed faith, what she believed in. She trusted the Lord to take care of her regardless of what she thought. Did she think that her life was going to end up that way? I highly doubt it. How many of us can predict our own future? How many of us even know what we want our future to look like? But Psalms 139 says it's pretty cool. 1 through 6, he says, Oh Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say before I even say it. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. You acknowledge, your such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. He places his hand of blessing on my head.
3: That's like a father
2: stroking your hair. You know? That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. His ways are higher than my ways. He already knew Amalek was going to bring his entire family to Moab. He knew his sons would marry Moab women. He knew the men would die. God knew Orpah, I always want to say Oprah <laughs> would go back to his, her ways, and knew that Ruth would stay with Naomi. He knew she would go to the fields where her kingsman redeemer would be. He knew these things because he is God. He is sovereign and will make all things well if we surrender to him. He already knew. He already knew that there was another kingsman redeemer before Boaz. That's in chapter 3. I can't talk about that. that. (laughs) Absolutely. Had surrendered herself to God and trusted in his ways in spite of what it looked like her character was built on him through the struggles and through the trials that we have our character is built as Pastor Meg was saying it's etching that hurts that's kind of like a chisel you know that reminds me of a skit guys video which is awesome, skitguys.com. It's a, it's two Christian guys. They're pretty funny, and it's about God's chisel. And it's a really good visual to watch. Um, she had developed perseverance, endurance, humility, obedience, resolve. She believed not what man could do for her, but what God could do for her. This little book, little chapter, teaches us characteristics of being a disciple, a learner. Follower, an apprentice for Jesus. The difficulties in life or the thorn in our side, God uses to bring glory and build our character. If we let him. If we let him. The message in 2 Corinthians 12, 9-12 Wolf says, Because of the extravagance of those relations, and so I wouldn't get a big head. I was given the gift of a handicap to keep me in constant touch with my limitations. Satan's angel did his best to get me down. What he in fact did was push me to my knees. No danger then of walking through high and mighty. At first, I didn't think it was of it as a gift and begged God to remove it. Three times I did that, and then he told me, my grace is enough, it's all you need. My strength comes into its own in your weakness. Once I heard that, I was glad to let it happen. I quit focusing on the handicap and began appreciating the gift. It was a case of Christ's strength moving in on my weakness. Now I take limitations in stride and with good cheer. These limitations that cut me down to size, abuse, accidents, opposition, bad breaks, I just let Christ take over. And so the weaker I get, the stronger I become. Ladies, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. And only he can turn our sadness into quietness. He's the only one that can use all things for his purpose and glory. And I hope that you got to really see that tonight through the Holy Spirit teaching you exactly what you needed. Because some of the characteristics that Ruth had were humble. She was humble, right? She humbled herself and she went to a field and worked. You know, she didn't say, oh, I can't do that. I mean, think about that. How many of you, if you did not have a job, would go find whatever you could to feed your family? I think most of us in this room would, because we're women, we're nurturers. That's what we'll do, whatever it takes. Work two jobs, three jobs, whatever it takes. And God knows that about us. But he loves us. He loves us. And as you read chapters 3 and chapter 4, you'll see how he blesses that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's
2: right. He blesses that. She was obedient. She didn't have to go. Naomi gave her plenty of times to leave and go back to her house and to serve with other gods. Her sister-in-law did. But she wanted it. She got it. She tasted it. She knew the God of her people, right? Where you go, I go. Where you stay, I stay. Chapter one. She persevered in spite. She was a minority. She was a woman. And she still persevered. She was loyal. I mean, how many friends can you say are loyal? Your family, is your family loyal? Are you loyal? Are you faithful? She was faithful. She didn't grumble. She didn't complain. She was resolved that no matter what, she would choose God. So I just pray that Ruth chapter 2 teaches us how to apply it to our lives and how to live in His character. There was a sheet that I gave you that had 49 characteristic traits. Godly characteristic traits. I know it's daunting, but you and your in your small groups, you guys can go through it and talk about it. But I just want you guys to be encouraged. God loves you, right where you're at. Right where you're at, and He wants to have fun with you, and He wants to dance with you. And he wants to laugh with you. You know, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Period. In good times and in bad. I've seen so many people with have had such hardships. But you wouldn't know it by looking at them. Because they rise up. And they say, God's got this. God's got this. So ladies, I just encourage you. Check out the word. Talk to your other sisters. Talk to your small groups. And glean from one another because iron sharpens iron. And we're supposed to spur each other on to good works. Amen. You know? So I did
1: pretty good. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah.
3: So let's close out in prayer. Can I get one thing? Yes. Um losing have the mic? I think can you hear me? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the thing that has always struck me about this chapter is the fact how God just orchestrates everything and so often we think things are by happenstance and she didn't end up in Boaz's field by happenstance she actually had a closer kinsman redeemer that she could have gone to that's right but she did not and she she went to Boaz's field and Boaz had a heart for her because if you remember the story of Rahab and the spies Mm -hmm. Rahab was his mother and so his mother had been in that same boat she left her people she was a woman alone she went to be with the God of the Israelites that wasn't her God but she chose and made a resolve to choose God and so she went with them and so that's always just fascinating me because then she married Salmon Salmon Salmon, however you say it and you know it went on to be in the lineage of Christ and she was a prostitute you know so he had a heart for single women who were, you know, that's so it wasn't by an accident, but she ended up in his field and Amen. He was a man of good care, you know, God would care. Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: Thanks, Pastor May. Yeah, did you hear that? So all things, God works all things out.